You may be seated in the presence of your Father. Hallelujah. I'll give a hand praise for Sam. For blessing. Hallelujah. Give another hand praise for the wonderful singers on this morning. Give yourself a hand praise. You deserve it. Amen. Uh, We're going to get right into our word on today. Uh, I'm going to repeat what every preacher says. I won't be before you long. Say it. You live by the Holy Spirit. You don't know. If you're hungry, you're going to eat good today. All right. So um, we've been on this series called Training Days. And today will be the conclusion of that, of that series and that teaching uh, as we make way for the women in February. All right. Come on, y'all can do better than that now. Y'all can do better than that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to be a groupie. I can't wait to be a groupie. I'm going to be out there... Boy, throwing Kleenex, everything. Amen. Amen. So we're, we're concluding our training day series. Uh, we've taught about training, the training grounds, which is the church, which is the uh, spiritual community, which is your spiritual family. This is the training grounds. You are not going to learn how to be godly outside of the church. I say it again. Somebody didn't hear me. All right. You're not going to learn how to be godly outside of the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. So the church has to be built. Now, I know you hear the liar from your cousin, Pookie them, who say, I'm the church and I ain't got to come. I know little pistol starter said, we ain't got to come to church. We, we are the church. Okay. The church has to be extracted from the kingdom. The church has to be extracted from the community. You are the church when you impact. That's why he said, I will build at the culmination. When he's done, you will impact. If you are not impacting darkness, if you are not light affecting darkness, you are not the church. You're saved. You may even be on your way to heaven. But you are not the church until you impact. It's not ministry until light meets darkness. We're not having light parties. All right. We're training as light to go out into darkness. We all have the ministry of reconciliation. You all have the the task of finding somebody and saying, my father is wants to be your father. We all have the task of going and finding someone and letting someone know that you're only lost because you don't know your heavenly father. 
The only the reason you come into the spiritual community is so that you can be raised to go do what the father told you to do. So we taught on training grounds. All right. Then we taught on the mindset of a soldier. Then we taught on the mindset of an athlete. Then the mindset of a hardworking farmer. And when you add all three of these mindsets together, you get the mind of Christ. You get a mindset in which you are able to go out and take your destiny. The church doesn't lack power. We lack identity. Jesus said all power has been given to him in earth and in heaven. So if he has all power in earth and all power in heaven belongs to him, then who else has power? If we don't have the power, it's only because we are not growing into him. So we talked about last Sunday about children in training. And we always say the scripture, you know, we train up a child in the way that they should go. So when they are old, they won't depart. He's talking about you. (laughs) He wants to train you up as a puppy, as a youth. So as you get older, you won't depart from his wisdom, from his instructions, from his words. He wants to train you up. He wants to find you before you get married. So when you get married... You won't forget his oracles. He doesn't want to train us in ministry. He wants to train us before we get the mic. I tell you all the time, before I ever grabbed the mic, I was mopping, cleaning toilets, serving people, training, because you should never preach to people you can't serve. You should never preach to people you don't love. You should never expect people to bless you who you are not willing to pour into. And for God, help me. Please do not want to be a part of this ministry. Want to teach, preach, but don't want to take the people home with you. Let me know. Say, I don't love them enough to minister. Okay. All right. All right. And so... Today, we're going to talk about training our senses, training our senses. All right. The title of our teaching on today is sensitivity training. All right. Now, we're not talking about the training you get on your job because you need to stop cussing people out. All right. We're not talking about that type of sensitivity training. All right. We're talking about training your senses. If the Bible tells us that we are to live in the spirit. All right. If we are to walk in the spirit, then that means you should be able to hear in the spirit. You if you can't hear in the spirit is because you have not trained your senses to hear. You should be able to see in the spirit. You should be able to feel to touch. You should be able to smell and taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. So we're going to talk about training our senses and our scripture. Uh, we, ain't, we don't have that many scriptures on today. We're going to come from Hebrews chapter five and we're going to do verses 12 through 14. When you have it, say amen. amen. Y'all ain't got it. It's back, back there. Y'all. Shameless, shameless. 
I know, I know. <laughs> All right, let's get into this so I can sit down. I'm about, I'm about to have a whole month off. Imagine that. If I don't show up to no services, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> All right, here we go. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 12. It says, for though by this time, what we're going to do, we're going to read the scripture, then we're going to break it down. It says, for though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be the ones giving the instructions. You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for who? The mature. Solid food is for the mature. Who because of what? Practice. Have their senses Trained to discern good and evil. So the deep words, the revelatory words, the meat, it ain't for everybody. You got to earn the right to hear meat. You have to earn the right to open that scripture and see the depths. You have to train, you have to practice, you have to make sure if you want to hear the deep things of the Father, you have to train your senses. Meaning you can't read for 20 minutes a day. You can't pray just for an hour. It's a good start. Start off with an hour, half hour. But if you plan on getting to Jesus level, let's just say Paul level, okay? Peter level. All right. How about that? That's even better. All right. He denied Jesus three times one day. If we are to even get to his level, we're going to have to train. You're going to have to train to see in the spirit. You're going to have to train to look at a a situation and see what your father want to see instead of seeing what other people see. We as children of God should not look at the same situation as the world and see the same thing. We should not agree with the world. It should be very little things, few things that we agree with the world about. The Bible says that if you are a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God. The area in your life where you agree with the world is where you have become an enemy to your father, to his kingdom. So we're going to break these three scriptures down. Verse 12 says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. 
and you have come to need milk and not solid food. Now, at this very moment, he's teaching the Hebrews church and he's letting them know when you should be giving instructions, you should be the one holding the mic. You should be the one giving the Bible study. You should be the one building people up. He said, you still need to be instructed by the elementary principles, the basic stuff. He said, you still need to be taught the, the, the pray. We still have to te- practice righteousness. You still got to be told give. That's elementary. You still have to be t- serve. Be on time. That's elementary. Elementary things. He said, why you should be given the instructions. Now, the thing about the Hebrew church is the Hebrew church was. They were in a bind. Because the the, uh, Judaism the Jewish, the Jews were trying to pull them out of Christianity back into Judaism to the point where they told them that if you don't come into our community, you can't hear God. And so when the Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews is telling them this, he's giving them instructions because they're about to lose their way. They're about to backtrack. They've been doing the thing for so long, but soon as somebody come and tell them or give them another word, they automatically now want to switch lanes and go the opposite direction. And the thing about it is this, the time is coming where it is about to be a great separation in the church. All right. And the separation is going to be Do you know the father or do you not? Because we have to get out of religion. Jesus did not come to earth so we can just come sing songs to him and tell him how great he is. That's not the purpose of the church. We're supposed to be coming like him. We're supposed to be imitating him, becoming one with him. When we see ourselves, we should see ourselves as being equal. We've got away from being equal and went into worship. We've ignored Jesus saying worship the father and we came to worship Jesus. Well, if, if, if the task is to worship the father and we worship Jesus. Now, what is happening here? We're being disobedient to the very person we call Lord. If he says pray to the father and we pray to him. We're being disobedient to the very one we call Lord. If he says, I came to give you this relationship with the father and you're trying to get a relationship with him. That's tough, ain't it? It's tough. The evangelical movement is what what gave us that. Jesus, if we want to be honest, if we want to be real, Jesus said, I came to give you a father. The church said that Jesus said that he came to give us him. No, Jesus came to die on the cross so the father could have children. If you don't get that in your head, you will be religious forever because you will never see yourself sizing up to him. And this is the main reason why most Christians don't train. 
Most Christians don't train. They're just waiting to go to heaven. They just want to get to heaven. They just want they see. They can't wait to get to yonder. I'm not ready to die just so I can go. Okay, y'all won't talk to me. Who wants to get it? Now, he says that some, some of you need to, to be taught the elementary principles of the oracles of God. Now, the oracles of God are not the written word. This is stuff that you heard him tell you. You heard what he said, and after hearing what he said, you heard what a man said, and you went back on what the father told you to do. You went back on what he said do to fit in. It's tough from here because a lot of people are not saying what I'm saying. It's tough from here. So now he said that he said that in because you need to be taught the elementary principles of the oracles of God. He said you have come to need milk and not solid food. Now, if you need milk and not solid food, it's all dealing with your level of maturity. Your level of maturity will always tell what you can digest. It'll tell what you can digest. Some people not ready for correction. You ready for milk. You ready to hear everything going to be okay. You're not ready for instructions. I was telling my wife last night, the church ain't ready for apostolic authority. You're not ready for apostolic authority. Paul put commands on people. I command you. You're not ready to take a command because you know why? You're still your own person. You're still your own person. I do what I want to do, not in apostolic, not in the kingdom. But you're not ready for instruction to do this, to do that. You're not ready for instruction. And because you're not ready for instruction, you're not ready for an assignment. And it's your assignment that takes you into your purpose. But it all starts with what? An instruction. An instruction. Do this. Don't do that. It's the reason why Jesus kept saying, I only do. I only do what my father tell me to do. What does that mean? Watch this. Watch this. I only receive instructions from that household. He heard the Pharisees, he heard the Sadducees, he hear the scribes, he hear Herod. At the end of the day, my senses have been trained, so I only do what the Father tell me to do. You have to train your senses so you get to the place you only do what the Father tell you to do. You don't need to do what man tell you to do. But this is the thing. If you align yourself with the Father, you will hear what a man telling you to do. The right man is telling you to do. If you align yourself with the father, you will be able to receive instructions from a leader. I don't want you to listen to McKinley. I do not. I want you to be led by the spirit. I want you to hear your father first. I love teaching preacher. I love helping people. I love counseling. I love all that. But when it's all said and done, I love spending time with my wife and kids. Why did I say that? Because McKinley don't want to control your life. I don't want to be in your business. 
I don't, not at all. Period. <laughs> I'm trying to, I got to focus on my children, my wife, the ministry, my household, my health. In case y'all get mad and decide you want to pay tithes and offering, I got to study on my business. <laughs> so I'm busy. I don't need extra stuff. I'm here, but I don't need extra. So my, my goal is this. Raise you, teach you, and pour into you, get you to the place where you can hear the Father. When you hear the Father, you will understand that there's a safety in the multitude of counsel. When you don't hear the Father, you're your own counsel. So you have to, so when you, when you are only used to milk, it's your digestive system. That's when we talk about soul algorithms. Jesus said that whatever you put in your mouth, it goes into your stomach and it comes out the other end. He was letting you know whatever you put in your mind, it goes into your soul and it comes out your heart. When you need milk, that means that you cannot put the deep things of God into your mind. You hear it, you see it, but you can't digest it. You know how many people that can't digest God their father? That's simple. They can't digest the fact that God is their father. I was talking to someone and I'm like, God, Jesus said, worship the father. Jesus is the father. Oh, Lord, we got a whole nother problem now. Jesus said that I and my father are one. Well, do you have children? If you see me, you see the father. If you see my children, you see me. We're talking DNA. Oh. Milk is easy to digest. It's easy to digest blessings that you blessed. It's easy to digest favor. It's easy to say that God going to supply all my needs according to his riches. It's easy to digest that. They had the disciples had no problem following Jesus. And seeing the miracles. It was when can you pray for one hour? <laughs> That's when they couldn't digest it. He went to pray, come back, they sleep. He go back again, come back, they sleep again. Can you not? How long I gotta be with y'all? This is the voice of a person whose senses have been trained. Jesus is frustrating. It is frustrating to have a, a conversation from the household of heaven when someone is speaking with earthly thought process. It's hard. It's hard to try to show you something in the spirit, but all you see is the flesh. Oh, here we go. Now, solid food has to be digested. All right, because meat and drink represents you giving up your will. You got to digest that. See, when it comes to giving up your will, you got to digest that. 
That ain't milk. <laughs> when you told you can't do what you want to do, you got to digest that. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of my father. See, meat is your portion. He's in a garden of Gethsemane, knowing he got to go to the cross, knowing he got to die, knowing he about to take the cat of nine tails, knowing they about to put that crown of thorn on his head, knowing that they about to spit in his face. I don't know if he knew it. But he knew something was about to come. He knew he was about to die. So what is he doing? He's sitting there saying, Father, take away this cup. Nevertheless, if you can't, let your will be done. You want your cup? Do you want your cup? Hmm? No, you want it. You want it to overflow in blessings. That's the cup you want. You want the cup that's going to overflow in blessings. You don't want your cup. James and John, it, mother come up to Jesus and say, can my son sit to the right or the left of you? They don't know the cup. You don't know what you're going to have to drink. You don't know the pride you're going to have to swallow. I had a pastor tell me one day, we were just having a casual conversation. He told me, you ain't a man. You barely producing piss. I gotta digest that. That wasn't for him. He was wrong, wasn't he? That wasn't for him. That was for me. Chicago came up. That was for me. Chicago came up. And I was ready to slap the taste out the leader mouth. I looked at him. And I walked away. But that was for me. So when I got here, it don't matter what you say. I've trained my senses. My senses have been trained for attitudes already. <laughs> I've already been told no. Our pastor told me, you can't teach to save your life. Leader already told me that. I had to fight through that and still grab the mic. So it ain't nothing you can say that's going to make me put this mic down and doubt what I can do. My senses have been trained. I'll start all over. Y'all all can walk. I'll start all over. I know my father. I've, did it, I've done it before. How did this church start? It was no chair. It was just chairs and us. You have to train your senses to know that if he is for you, hmm. 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 See, it don't make sense though, do it? If everybody's for you, you think you're wrong. If everybody not saying, hmm, you wrong. If everybody not agreeing, no, when a father says something, you tell me one thing in the Bible that everybody agree with Jesus about. It ain't gonna happen. So if the majority wins, Jesus always lost. Because it was just him. He was the only son of God on the planet. He the only one talking about his father in heaven. All the rest of them talking about the God of their fathers. You see the difference? 
To the point where they's willing to stone this man. Why are you going to stone me? Is it because of the work I did? No, you're doing wonderful miracles. We've seen all that. You got people standing up. You opening eyes. You do, it don't have nothing to do with that. It's a fact you call God your father. You have to be nourished to lose your will. So y'all not ready? If you're going to follow me, you're going to have to lose yourself. Isn't that what Jesus said? He told his disciples that if you're going to follow me, he says you're going to have to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. That's three separate things. First, you got to deny you. Say I'm wrong. Oh, don't. Don't do it. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Say, I ain't ready. Oh, don't even worry about it. You got to deny yourself. Then you got to pick the cross up. Now, after you deny yourself and picking up the cross, it might be a little bit too heavy. and You might put it down. I'm trying to help you in this sense. The father always gives us these formulas. How many going God to heal the land? What we got to do? Humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn. You have to train yourself to hear what he wants you to do to get what you want. You're never going to get what you, how many of you want him to direct your paths? Well, then you have to love him with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, you're going to have to acknowledge him. You trying to break the protocol and still make it happen. It's not going to happen. You have to train your senses to be obedient. You have to be able to digest instructions because instructions are specific and they can't change. Jesus walks up on the disciples. He's been fasting and they tell him, you want some food? He says, the food that I have, you don't know nothing about. Wait, hold on. They said, wait, <laughs> what do you mean? The, the disciple asked the other disciple, did he already eat something somewhere else? <laughs> this is the dilemma Jesus is in because he has trained senses and he's talking to people whose senses have not been trained. He's in a boat with him. He's just fed 5,000 people with three uh, pieces of bread and a fish. He just did this, gets in there and tells them, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the scribes. And they say, is he mad that we left the bread? He said, hold on. Did you not just see me feed 9,000 people with a little boy lunch and you asking me about bread? I can multiply that stuff. Satan know I can do that. He told me turn stone to a bread. <laughs> you have to train your senses to think spiritual, to see spiritual. He had a different appetite. You have to, you have to, mm, you have to be able to, watch this, digest directions. Jesus said that his flesh was meat. He said he was a lamb on the way to slaughter. How, how many of y'all know that and, and willing to comply? 
You know the end is death. You are a lamb on your way to slaughter. The Bible says he's a lamb on his way to slaughter and he didn't even open his mouth. You're being killed. He was being killed and said nothing. How many of y'all ready for that? How many of y'all can digest that? Can somebody say something about you and you shut up? Can somebody look at you crazy? I mean, what, what, what? I mean, where you at? <laughs> where you at? I need to know where you need to know where are you at? Because you're saying use me. And he's saying, okay, well, take this test. You said use me. I'm asking somebody to cuss you out because I need you to be like me. You said use me. He gave you $500 and told you to give it to somebody you don't like. And those instructions was tied to what you really want. Jesus was sent in the wilderness to be tempted and tested for 40 days. That word tempted means he was ascertaining the quality of his soul. He was seeing what can he digest? What voice can he hear in his head? I know Jesus when... Maturity is the reason why we need to train. Maturity. Maturity. You're only, watch this. You only mature, what I'm about to say. I've been, we've been doing this for a while. You only mature when you first admit you're immature. You only, you can't go from mature to mature. It, you can only go from immature to mature. Now, how you want to do this? You want to tell yourself you're immature or you want me to tell you? No, it don't. <laughs> It, I mean, it don't. How you want it? You want me to tell you you're immature or you want to tell yourself? Please tell yourself. I can tell you, look, I'm, this ain't even, I'm an immature pastor. I'm young. I'm a young buck. It ain't even been two years. I'm still in my sophomore season. I am immature, which means this. I'm going to mature and get better. Amen. If you like it now, you're going to love it. In a <laughs> so now let's move to verse 13. It says, for everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. Read that again. For everyone who partakes only in mm, of milk is not accustomed. Is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. So everybody who is all who is on milk, you know how you why you on milk? Because you will not practice righteousness. That's what it's saying. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed. You don't pray enough. 
So your senses are off. You don't spend enough time in the word. So your senses are off. So when Satan talking to you, you don't have a it is written. You're in agreement. Why? Because you're not accustomed to the word of righteousness. You don't understand that your father has made you right in his eyes. You don't understand that your righteousness is as filthy rags. You don't have to do anything to be right in his eyes. Most Christians don't understand that. Most Christians come to church because they don't want to go to hell. Hell ain't the issue here. Okay, in Christ, you belong to the Father. Whether you come to church or not, I hate to say that. The issue is you won't be getting your destiny. (laughs) That's the issue. This is not a heaven or hell mission. Once you're in Christ, it's not about heaven or hell. Once you're in Christ, it's about birthing your destiny. Once you enlist in school, it's not about dropping out. It's about graduating. (laughs) It's about are we going to get A's, B's, or C's, or are we going to leave? It's about doing homework now. You can't get the degree if you don't train. You can't get the degree if you don't study. You can't get the degree if you're going to keep missing classes. You can't. That's nothing in life. Stop going to show up to work when you want to. You're going to be trained and standing in the unemployment line. Is this my number? Let's move, keep it moving. Verse 14. It's my favorite part right here. But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good or evil. Now, who wants solid food? Please, everybody raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. I don't care if you ain't sure. Okay. You have to desire. You have to hunger and thirst after righteousness. You have to be hungry for this thing. If you don't have an appetite for greatness, this ain't for you. If you just have an appetite to be mediocre, this not for you. Greater is he in you than he is in the world. The father has no small destiny for you. So you have to train. To train means to practice habitually, whether with the mind or the body. So when you're training, you're practicing habitually. It becomes a habit. When you're talking about training, you're talking about a power that is acquired by customs. Now, the last scripture just told us, if you're only on milk, it's because what you're accustomed to doing. You're not accustomed to the word of righteousness, which means that if you're going to get on meat, you're going to have to get accustomed to training. What I mean by accustomed to training means that you're going to have to have traditions that become cultural behaviors. Waking up in the morning and praying will have to be your thing. It can't be a sometimes. We don't have time to be sometimes. This is why. 
Because we are trying to get to know somebody we can't see. We are trying to get to understand at a level that we can't see. When the Bible keeps telling us to walk by faith and not by sight, I know that it's crazy, it's baffling that the Bible is telling us ignore what you see. If you're going to ignore what you see, you have to be trained to see something. This should be lifestyle goals. You have to train your senses. Now, when I'm talking about senses, I'm talking about the faculty of the mind for perceiving, for understanding, and judging. You're going to have to train your senses, which means you are going to have to train the faculties of your mind in these three areas, perception, understanding, and judgment. Perception. Perception is to be able to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. It is interpretation. It is to have mental impressions, visions. How many of you see visions? How many of you have dreams? How many of you ignore those? How many of you don't think they're real? How can a father give you a vision and then you ignore the vision and then you go and ask him, who am I? He's showing you, you're on the stage singing, you constantly having these things, he's giving you a beautiful voice and you still asking the question. He's giving you the gifts, the talents and the ability, you can't, you know I don't, you know I never see myself on stage singing. What, wait, what, what's, what's, what's up? You lucky. She behind you. I never see myself. I don't see myself being a lawyer. I don't see myself being a medical doctor. That's not the vision. Since I was 16 years old, I've seen myself doing this right here. Why? This was the vision. Visions are, are, are episodes or chapters in your life that he, that's ahead of you. That's all a vision is. A vision is him showing you what's to come. A vision is him showing you if you make it out this chapter, that's what's next. That's all a vision is. But you ignore it. Why? Because your perception. Your senses have not been trained. Your senses have been trained to let people tell you who you are. And so you only see yourself as good as people tell you you are. I'm not waiting on nobody to tell me I'm great. I'm great. Amen. Now, Amen. can I get greater? Yes. yes. But I'm not waiting. You got to stop waiting for people to pat you on your back. You keep, you heard the father. You constantly hear him telling you, this is who you are. You would had 30 dreams of him showing you. You would had the prophetic word. Everywhere you go, you get the prophecy. What's wrong? Your perception. How you see yourself. You can see in the flesh, but you can't see in the spirit. You can hear in the flesh, but you can't hear in the spirit. You can hear what everybody else saying to you to the point where your spirit is disturbed. But you can't hear your father. Father. 
This is what we're training for. You have to train. You need bad news. Okay? You need people to come against you. That's intentional. You need somebody to lie on you. You need somebody to talk about you. You need it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Because you said, Father, use me. And he said, well, we were going to first use you in character. No, use me as a philanthropist. No. I'm going to use you in character first. I'm not going to use you as bankroll. I'm not going to let you put the whole squad on. You're going to show the whole squad what good character look like. Then I'm going to give it to you. He's trying to train your senses. And this is the thing about it. You have to get it wrong before you get it right. Somebody say grace. Grace. That's what it's there for. Grace is because you have to train. You're going to get it wrong before you get it right. You're going to say you see and then you're going to find out you don't. You're going to say you hear and then you're going to find out you really don't. You have to learn that when you first start this walk off, your flesh is talking loud. Your flesh is really what you think is a spirit. We all go through it. Your flesh. And you think it should be pampered. Father, move me from this place because they're getting on my nerves. Good. That's you right where I want you. (laughs) Because you got that prophecy that you was a millionaire. And you think they're getting on your nerves. Now, wait till you get a million dollars. They're going to really try you. You think they're trying you now? It's like, Father, it's like people know when you get a calling, they just start talking crazy. Like, okay. (laughs) Did I lose my knuckles? Now, you have to train your senses because you need to be able to recognize the difference between evil and good. You need to be able to recognize the difference between evil and good because it is. Until you can recognize the difference between evil and good, you can't see spiritual. If you can't discern evil from good, you can't see spiritual. That's why he said solid food. Revelation is for those who have trained their senses to discern the difference between good and evil. Try the spirit by the spirit. See if it's of God. That's why I don't listen to the news. <laughs> Try the spirit by the spirit. 
Why would I need to listen to them? For what? <laughs> not be informed. I'm not saying no. You know, it's not a sin or nothing. But anytime you agree with what they're saying. Try the spirit. You got to train your senses. I hate what you're saying about COVID, but I ain't feeling that. I'm sorry. I hear what you're saying about the numbers and I hear what you're saying, but I'm not feeling that. That's a lie. Try the spirit by the spirit to see is it of God. Who's saying that? I'm going to need a dream, Father. I'm going to need a prophetic word. I'm going to need an unction. I'm going to need you to tell me because I refuse to take the words of the world. I refuse to. The reason why? My sense is trained. I'm going on 18 years of hearing him, hearing him, hearing him, of just reading the Bible, reading the Bible. It's in me. I get on people's nerves. I know I'm annoying. I know I'm annoying. Because they're saying something in the natural and I'm speaking in the spiritual. I know I'm, I know it's annoying. But my job as a spiritual leader is to get you off of that system. Not just financially. Not just financially. I'm not just trying to get you off the system financially. I'm trying to get you off the spiritual, the system mentally. Socially. The natural man can't discern the things of the spirit. Why are you listening to natural people? The natural man. Did you say natural man? The humans. Why are y'all listening to humans? Why are y'all listening to humans? Why are you taking the advice of humans? When you are a God, you're connected to heaven. Why are you listening to humans? Now just take the information and take it back to the Father. That's it. That's it. Don't take what they say as truth. The Bible says men are always learning, but never coming into the knowledge of truth. Men are always seeking information. Because they said this, knowledge is power. The Bible don't say knowledge is power. The Bible said all you're getting, get an understanding. All right, let's keep going. All right. So that's perception, understanding. Now, understanding is the power of abstract thinking. The power of abstract thinking. Mm. Hallelujah. And it love you. Now, abstract thinking is the ability to absorb information from our senses and make that connection with another world. I'm going to read it again. Uh, abstract thinking is the ability to absorb information from our senses and make connections to another world, all right? Which means I'm going to take the information that they tell me and I'm going to compare it to heaven information. 
I'm not taking no information from earth and calling it truth. Now, there's abstract thinking and then there's concrete thinking. Give me concrete thinking first. Concrete thinkers are more comfortable in the here and now with what they can witness and demonstrably mm, prove. Concrete thinkers are fact checkers. They're fact checkers. Y'all heard that before? Don't listen to fact checkers. Okay? They want to know the exact steps and often have little patience with changing plans or new ideas. They don't like it when they have to try to read between the lines or when instructions are ambiguous meaning they have more than one set of instructions to them. They have more than one meaning. Concrete thinkers don't like that. They just need it to be plain. That is a car that's red. Abstract thinkers can't help but think about how everything relates to a bigger picture. The moment I receive information, I automatically think it's a bigger picture to this thing than that. No, you're not going to just tell me. No, government, I just going to give me anything. No, you're not going to tell me that's what it is. It's a bigger picture to this thing. Watch this. Abstract thinkers think like this. What's the deeper meaning? What are the trends and patterns? What are the possibilities? They quickly make cross-disciplinary associations and are comfortable with metaphors and subtexts. And if they have some basic familiarity with a subject, they'd much rather receive general guidelines than step-by-step instructions. There's never one way to do a thing. And I don't know if I told y'all about my story on propaganda that messed me up, okay? Sometimes the father would give you a lesson, all right? When I was in the military, we went out for a training exercise. When we came back off of the training exercise, um, they had my picture on a screen. And in that picture, I was holding my M16. And now what really happened, I'm going to tell you what really happened, okay? Now, in the picture, I'm holding my M16 and I'm pointing at people. Now, we were at a training exercise. And in these training exercises, what they do is they pretty much imitate, you know, uh, Iraq or stuff like that. And so we go into these villages and we practice before we go to war. All right. And so as soon as we pull up, I'm on the back of the Humvee. The people come trying to grab our water jug. And that's just a training exercise. And I point the gun. Move, 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 move. Snap. They take a picture of me just pointing the gun at people. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm messed up. All right. Y'all pray for me. We get back, they do the after action report. My face is on there pointing this gun at these people and under the caption says, U.S. soldiers hostily take over city. Is that what happened? Absolutely not. But if you put that on the news, the whole world will be saying that McKinley was pointing guns at refugees. 
all of them will be a hundred percent lie, liars. But you can't control it. If they give you a picture and they give you some context to it, you don't know what to agree with. If all they got to do is show you a video and say something, you don't know what to agree with. Some of y'all still think Tupac alive. <laughs> Talking about Machiavelli. You don't know what to believe. So every time I watch the news, I'm sitting there like, mm, mm, no, I don't think so. I can't, I ain't gonna lie, I can't watch the news. It is hard for me to watch the news because I know Propaganda is one and two. I know this is the world system. This is the world system. They're never saying what our father says. Now. Abstract thinkers. You, we're abstract thinkers because when it comes to abstract things, it's always dealing with stuff that's not tangible. Peace. You have to be an abstract thinker to receive peace from heaven because you don't know how that looks. You don't even know how it feels. But the Bible says this, that you have a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's abstract. The Bible says that you have joy unspeakable how does that look that's not concrete you can't see that you can't feel that but you have to believe that you have to believe that you have a joy and that it is unspeakable it is inexplainable the bible says that the holy spirit will pour out his love how does that look how does it look to pour out love We have to be abstract thinkers. We cannot afford to go into a place where where we only focus on the things that we see with our eyes. And the last one is judgment. Now, judgment is your spiritual acumen on display. It's astuteness. Is having or showing an ability to accurately assess situations or people and turn this into one's advantage. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. So the moment someone attacks you, you have a judgment to make. Do I attack back or do I take the word as what it said and I don't, I don't wrestle with flesh and blood. If you go into wrestling with flesh and blood, then you have a carnal judgment. You're using your spiritual senses. Your senses. Now, when it comes to judgments, it is always going to be based on your level of understanding. Now, we told you last week, first you get knowledge, then you have to understand You go from knowledge to understanding to wisdom. Now, wisdom is what we call spiritual intelligence. Now, what is spiritual intelligence? It is having the ability to understand when you do something in this world, how it affects that world. 
You need to know whatever decision you make in this world, because if you are born again believer, heaven is now your household. Everything you do, you do living from his household. You don't do it living from your parents' household. You don't do it living from earth. Everything you do in earth is measured in heaven by his household. If you are his children, he's only telling you, do it this way. If you have kids, you know how it is for you to go up to the school and you have to talk to your kid and they done done something totally opposite of what you said doing the household. Bad judgment. And this is how the father is looking at us. Every situation and circumstance that you do, every judgment you make, it's a maturity on that. Watch this. Was that a Nepios decision? Every three months, I want y'all to do this. Every three months, go back and listen to the five states of sonship and evaluate where you at. Evil communication corrupts good manners. But you don't, but you still allow the evil communication to corrupt you. Evil communication corrupts good manners. But you still allow the evil communication to corrupt you. How can somebody say something about your brother, your sister in God, and you now agree with him and don't like him? I love everybody. I have no problem with anybody. You know why? Because I understand heaven. It is ignorant to have foes in earth. You have an enemy of your soul, Satan. That's enough. Don't make people your enemy. Because the worst thing you can be doing is fighting a battle in the flesh and in the spirit. Because the battle in the spirit, you don't even see it coming. That's why he's telling us you have to train your senses. You should be able to feel Satan. You should be in God's presence so long, so much that you can feel Satan's presence. Your discernment, you should know when a demon is in a room. You should know when you're around somebody who's rooted in witchcraft. You should know that. You should know when it's a lie. Here we go. Now, the scripture says this. Give me uh, verse 14, Hebrew 5 and 14. I'm about to close in a second. Y'all learn anything? It says, but solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Now, I want you to imagine there's two buffets in the spirit. One is milk and one is solid food. And you can only eat from the buffet that you qualify for according to your training. This is how it looks every time you open that Bible. You can only eat according to your training. That's why I'm arguing with folks. I see further than you. It ain't because I'm better than you. It ain't because God loved me more than you. It's because I've been training I've been training. I 
I've been training long enough to let you do it and watch you. My old pastor said me, said, you always give people enough rope to hang themselves. I've been training long enough. I know your conversation. I've heard it all. Almost all. There's some stuff that, there's some new stuff I've heard. Now, you can only eat from the buffet according to the level that your senses have been developed to discern good and evil. All right. Now, remember this. Back in the garden, this man and this woman ate from this tree. And they had an option. It was either life or good, the knowledge of good and evil. Because they chose the knowledge of good and evil, this is where we are as humans. You have to buck this barrier in order to walk in the spirit. If you cannot discern the difference between knowledge, good and evil, you can never see in the spirit. This was the issue Jesus was dealing with. He's talking to Nicodemus. He's saying you have to be born again if you want to see the kingdom of God. What do I have to do? Enter back into my mother's womb? That sounds stupid. If you're spiritual, you got to be born. But the thing about it, this was the bishop. This was the ruler of the Jews. So if the bishop don't know, (laughs) he was a ruler of the Jews. He came by night. He was embarrassed. He said, I know you from God because the things you do is obvious. The next thing Jesus said, if you want to be born again, this is what you need to do. This brother said, do I need to enter into my mother's womb a second time? You're going to kill her. (laughs) That's murder. (laughs) Jesus said to him, look, if I tell you of earthly things and you don't understand, how can I tell you of heavenly things? If I tell you of earthly things and you don't understand that, I can't explain heaven stuff. The reason Jesus spoke in parables because he needed to use some around you to explain his world. He's talking to the Pharisees. He's saying, okay, how is it that you know when it's going to rain? Red cloud means this. This cloud means this. You can go out into the atmosphere and you can feel when it's about to rain, right? Am I right? You know when it's about to rain, right? Well, then you should know when the spiritual climate in your house is off. You should know when your spouse is off. You should know when your kids is off. If you've been training your senses. Jesus had to tell him, search, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. But the scriptures point to me and you won't come to me. They are blown away. Hold on. What you mean? I've been reading this Bible all this time and I'm wrong? Yep. All y'all in the Old Testament was wrong. The scriptures point to me. 
don't point to Moses. It don't point to Elijah. It points to Christ. That's why when Jesus, you ever notice Jesus had 12 disciples? But every time he did something, he only took three. If it got too tough, he only took one. I'm going to tell you the theory behind that. I learned this from another apostle. Okay. You have three types of people in church. Now, if you follow one of these categories, text me. All right. Let me know. All right. Text me. All right. Because I got instructions behind them. All right. You are either a disciple, a mentor, or you want to be parented. One or the other. If you are a disciple, you just show up, hit a word, and you don't want nobody to bother your life. If you are a mentor, you want to be poured into. If you are a parent, if you want to be parented, you put your life in a leader's hands and say, show me. Now, I need to know which one you are so I know who to waste my, who to spend my time with. Text me and let me know. I don't want you in my business. Okay. You're a disciple. Cool with that. Because like I said, when Jesus got ready to do business, he only took three with him. He took the ones that wanted to be mentored. He didn't take the ones that did not want to be mentored. Matter of fact, he had 70 disciples. 60 of them walked away. What did he do? Follow him and say, come back. No. He turned to the other 12 and said, you leaving too? Why would he say that? Because he knew his mission. When you have a mission, you would never lack out there. When the ministry's called, it don't matter. You getting up leaving, it's just going to open the seat up. Now, I'm not saying that about this church. I'm telling you about your destiny. God called you to grab the mic and do anything. He going to give you a crowd. If he called you to do it, don't wait on people. Don't worry about what people saying. Just train to go and get it. I forgot where I was. Now, until you can discern good from evil, you can't eat spiritual things. All right. I'm going to say that again. Solid food is for the mature, for those who practice righteousness. For those who train their senses so they can eat at a high level. Those who train their senses so they can digest at a high level. Society is training our senses. Have you ever noticed hmm, how everything that's going on in society, they that we're blind to, they pretty much made a movie or a sitcom showing you. 
Y'all act like y'all like police corruption, something new. You watch shows all day about police corruption. They showing you how it's done in every racism. They showing. Have you ever seen a movie and the government won crooked? They're showing us we're crooked. This is what happens. We brought the cocaine in and put it in neighborhoods. It's whole TV shows. That's why I ain't trying to agree with nobody. You think I care about them impeaching Trump? Why would I agree with... You better discern good and evil. So evil... You know how they say, is that the pot calling the kettle black? So you mean you're going to impeach somebody for doing something and you've been bringing guns, you've been holding that. And now all of a sudden, my enemy of your enemy is your friend. They've been crooked. What you think now? Because Biden in office, it ain't going to be corrupt. Train your senses. To discern good and evil. This government would never be good. Never. It was evil when Barack was in there. He stood up and said, it's okay for two men to have sex. You're talking about some racism. That man sat there and said, it's okay for boys to have sex with boys. It's okay. I think they should get married. My president black. Right. <laughs> Care about the color of no skin? I'm a spirit. I'm a God. No such thing as racism. It's hate. Racism is concrete thinking. Racism is a concrete thought. You point out something. White don't like black. This don't like that. It's all hate. But you have to be able to discern the difference between good and evil. Because watch this. You would say Trump is racist, but then your favorite rapper can talk about being a pimp all day. And you would support him. He got hoes galore. He gonna shoot somebody in the head, dump the body, and you gonna promote his whole career. You gotta be able to discern the difference between good and evil. He said he sold coke to his mama. He said he cheated on his wife. He said he had three last night. All at the same time. Number one, watch this. Number one song on the charts. What? How she, woman of the year. You better discern. That's evil. You can't discern the difference between good and evil. That's why you can't see spiritual. Because you up in the air. No, I'm going to call a spade a spade. They're evil. The music industry, evil. Movie industry, evil. Politics, evil. It's evil. Why do I say something like that? Because the Bible said it. That's where I got my training from. 
They showing you kidnapping kids. How many movies on Netflix about kids being kidnapped? Well, how is it still happening? And why ain't the church praying? Well, the churches aren't open because they don't really think that they're gods. You follow every pastor to close their doors intentionally. Okay, some people were made to. I'm just saying, follow every pastor to close their doors. This is, it could be a homework assignment. And find some teaching on the spirit realm. I dare you. I bet you won't. You'll find some degrees. you find some information. You got to know the difference between Bible teaching and theology. Theology is knowing God. Bible teaching is just explaining scriptures. Hermeneutics don't get revelation. Homilegs don't get you revelation. That explains the context of Bible teaching. I don't know what I'm on. Let me, let me sit down. Let me sit down somewhere. You can't ignore this stuff, okay? You have to train your senses. Stuff happened right in your face, right in your household, in your body. I don't just, I don't, something don't feel right. Well, go pray. You ignore it and keep moving. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 11. We're going to read this and then we're going to go. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Hmm. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Which things we also speak Not in words taught by human wisdom. You don't need no human teacher. You need a teacher that's confessing that they're a God. Because if they don't see themselves as a God, then their material can't make you one. Verse 14. No, 13. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but... In those taught by the spirit. You want to be taught by the spirit with a capital S. All right. Make sure they got a capital S when it's teaching you. All right. You don't want no lowercase s teaching you. You want no human spirits teaching you. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Senses. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Verse 14. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. It's about to get good. And he cannot understand them. Because they are spiritually appraised. So, 
if you make a comment and I come back with something spiritual, if you make a natural comment and I come back with a spiritual comment, I understand why you don't understand me. Whatever you, whatever your perception is, it should always be Abba's. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in all of his ways. What is a good man? Those whose steps are ordered from the Lord, by the Lord. So if you're a good man, how many women looking for a good man? Or got a good man? But raise your hand. God said, God, girl, raise your hand. All right. <laughs> this is how you know their steps are ordered. Just look. How are they training? Ordered. Their steps are ordered. If you got to say pray, if you got to tell them to pray, it ain't ordered. They're not getting the Lord the instructions from the Lord. They're getting it from you. If you got to tell them to fast, they're not getting the instructions from the Lord. They're getting them from you. The steps of a good woman. How we know if you're a good woman? Because huh. your hips and your lips and your fingertips are controlled by Abba. When you get dressed, it ain't, the, it ain't so everybody can see you. It's with the father in mind. It's with your spouse in mind. Y'all got me nervous. So if you want to be good, go to the father and say, order my steps. That's why I told you to worship like that. Teach me. Remove. Impart. Because we talked about having a mindset of a soldier. We're going to go further, okay? Because I'm, a, I'm going to create an elite group. Now, when I say elite group, I'm saying you have soldiers, then you have Navy SEALs. You have soldiers, then you have special forces. All right? You have soldiers, then you have sappers. You have some, you don't mind being a soldier, but you want to go a step further. You want to go on a secret meeting. See, that's the ones who the father used. See, he, he can use Peter. Ah, come on. <laughs> he looking for Navy SEALs. Go above and beyond. Take it personal. Jesus took it personal. I must do with my father. What's your I must? What's your I must? Hmm? Jesus said, I must preach the gospel because this is why I was sent. What's your I must? All right. Verse 14. 15. But he who is spiritual appraises all things. Yet he himself is appraised by no one. That's arrogant, ain't it? That's arrogant. But watch this. If I spiritually appraise all things, then I don't have to be appraised by no one. 
If you judge yourself by what the father says, then no one else has to judge you. When you judge yourself by what the father says, you don't get a lot of corrections. If you tell me I need to work on something, 10 times out of 10, I know that. Why? Because I'm not judging myself based on what other people are doing. I'm judging myself based on what he said I should be doing. And when you get to that place, you'll be in the midst of people who don't do that and you won't listen to them and you'll be called arrogant. No, I listen according to how you train. If I say this and you say that, I know what you're training. I know you're training it. If I say something heavenly and you say something earthly, you can't argue. You can't tell somebody no such thing as racism. They will cut your head off. Yes, it is. And then watch this. The stupidest stuff I heard. If you black, you can't be racist. So what you mean? Because you have to, you can only be racist if that race dominates you. Y'all made that up. That's a man-made concept. It's all hate. The same hate that makes you not like a white person is the same hate that makes you hate yourself. It's the same hate. It's the same hate that makes someone commit suicide. The same hate to make a black man kill a black man. It's the same hate. It's all hate. So you can fight racism, but there's no such thing. The only way you can get rid of racism is to get rid of hate. You have to get rid of hate. You got to destroy the devil to get rid of racism. Because it ain't just white and black. It's black and black. It's husband and wife. It's siblings. How many of y'all hate y'all siblings? Don't ask that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. It's not just white and black. It's not a race thing. Satan has an agenda to destroy love. Satan means what? Opposition. It means opposition. Devil means accuser. So if God says love, Satan says hate. God says peace, Satan says war. God says be kind, Satan says be rude. He's always going to oppose. That's why you have to have your senses training because you you hot heated mad and not understanding who controlling you. You disgruntled and not understand the spirit that you are of. They, Jesus, the, 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 uh, the, son, the sons of thunder were in a situation and they asked Jesus, you want us to rain down thunder on them? He said, you don't know the spirit you of. That's not how I will handle that. <laughs> Verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we, us, we have the mind of Christ. 
I don't know what they got out there. We should have the mind of Christ. We should have a mind that's submitted to the Father. We have to get to that place where we train our senses to what we tell ourselves. I don't care what you tell nobody else. All right. We tell ourselves, I will only do what my father tell me to do. You can tell somebody else, that don't mean nothing. Tell yourself, I'm, going, I'm only doing what my father told me to do. Amen. All right. Let us close. Y'all learn something? Good, good, good.